The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Thanks for joining us again this morning on this Wednesday morning. And we appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day. Uh, and we're just so glad to be able to take a few minutes in God's Word together. Uh, for those of you who might be new to watching this, let me just kind of explain what we have been doing here. It started two years ago, or three years ago now, during the COVID time, where we just went day by day through different books of the Bible. Uh, we call it the Source of Truth podcast uh, because we believe the Bible is the source of truth. And so in a day and age when they're really, where is the truth and everybody has their own truth, we don't believe we don't believe that to be accurate. We believe the Bible is a source of truth. And so we don't want my opinion. We don't want a church's opinion. We want to know what does the Bible say about all of the issues of the day. And for us, the best way to do that is verse by verse through different books of the Bible. So every Monday to Friday, Lord willing, we try to post one of these in the morning and giving you a chance to anytime during the day, you can watch it on my Facebook page or Instagram page. Or uh, if you listen to an audio format, you can find it on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcast places like that. If you're going to do the audio format, do look up the Source of Truth podcast. It's what it's called, and you'll find it there, and uh, it's a great opportunity just to hopefully be encouraged in God's Word as we strive to be just around 10 minutes a day. Uh, Today, we are continuing through the book of 2 Corinthians. We were in chapter 8 yesterday, and recently we've been talking about the idea of giving, about money and giving to church and giving really not to church as much as to the Lord's ministry, uh, which we do through the local church today. And we mentioned before that sometimes that can be a controversial subject, giving. And why do churches talk about giving and things of that nature? And, and I guess we understand that, you know, we said this before, that God talks about money more than he does heaven and hell combined. And why? Because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if your money is 100% invested in only material things and only gaining from this world and every dime is put into the world, well, your heart's going to be there. You're going to be... You're going to dig these huge permanent roots into a temporary world. And all of your investment is into this world. If, you, if you're taking some of your funds and a percentage of it and giving it back to the Lord, well, then your heart will be there. Your heart will be in what is the church able to accomplish? And what are we doing in missions? What about eternity, heaven, hell, kingdom? All of these things, your heart will be in it because a portion of your, uh, of your incomes come there. And so that's one of what God's trying to teach us. This is not about just giving a church money or even just about better buildings or things like that. We try to take care of those things and we invest into those things because they're tools for God. But the ultimate thing is simply obedience to God and it should never be obligation. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that because Paul is still teaching this church and giving three more thoughts and the next few verses about this idea of giving, the why and the heart behind it, and some commitment behind it. So let's go ahead and just take a few minutes and look through these next few verses. Second Corinthians 8, we're in beginning in verse 8. He said, I speak not by, by commandment, but I'm testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. He said, really, I'm, this, the whole premise about this is your love, not a forced thing. It's your love. It's your willingness to say, this is where my heart is is. You know, the Bible teaches us we should love not just in word, but indeed in truth. And our actions show, we can say we love something, we can say we believe something, but it's our actions that prove our thoughts or our comments. And so he's saying that. And then he goes into a really great illustration here. He says in verse 9, for you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, 
Yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Now he uses, in heaven they don't think much about rich, if you want to look at it that way. He's using a human understanding. We think about the differences from rich and poor. We have this, we have someone has a beautiful house, a nice car, they must be rich. The other side struggles, maybe not as much, they must be poor. Uh, and so he's using some human vernacular, because in heaven they don't think much about that. But he did. He, he was in heaven with all the beauty and all of the greatness that came with being in heaven. He was there with God. He was not in a human form, so he had no limitations. And then in Philippians we learn that he came down and took on the form of a servant, took on a human form and lived, born as a baby, and to the purpose of going to the cross to pay for your sin and my sin. Why did he do that? To show love. He did this because we deserve hell. And death was necessary. The wages of sin is death. It was necessary. And so he went to the cross to pay our punishment. And so what, we're, what he's saying is here, before he asks us to sacrifice something, he wants us to realize that he's willing to do it. He's setting an extremely high example. Now, I heard people say, well, I'll never be just like Jesus, so that's a really bad example. And why we will never, he, he's God. We can never be 100% God. He sets examples for us that we should strive to follow. And this is one of those. So let's continue where he, now he gives some advice to the church. He says in verse 10, and I give this, and in this I give advice. It is to your advantage, not only to be doing what you began and were desiring to do a year ago, but now you also must complete the doing of it. That as there was readiness to desire it, so there also may be a completion out of what you have. So a year prior, he had been raising funds to help some of the needy churches and the church of Corinth had agreed to do this. And they'd begun doing it. Now Paul is saying, it's actually good advice for me to give you that you complete this. That you started something, you made a commitment to do this, and now it's important that you do it. That you finalize it. And, uh, and this is where we can look a little bit at the importance of when we make commitments, when we make decisions. To never make it lightly. Never make it emotionally. Never say, I'm going to give thousands of dollars because, you know, I, I, it's what everybody else is doing. We should always make sure that we're following what God's asked us to do. What has God asked me to do? In, in our home, we give 10% plus um, uh, tithes and offerings, we call it. And that's something God, you know, we believe it's biblical, it's an obedience, but we do it because we know God's asked us to do that. And so we have placed it in, in uh, to church, we've placed in missions. This is what we want. Now, in doing that, your heart's led to those things. You want to see the completion of that because you are invested in those things. And he says, listen, so that you may also... Um, because why he says that there was a readiness to desire it, there may also be a completion. Catch what he says, out of what you have. He's not asking them to give to the point where they can't afford it. He continues in that in verse 12. For if, there first, for if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to what one has, and not according to what one does not have. He goes, so you have a willing mind. Your giving is not based upon what someone else makes. That's why one of the reasons God put it in the area of percentages, 10%. It's not a matter of saying I need to give as much as somebody who makes more than me. It's just I've been given X amount from God through my income, and this is what he says that I should be investing back into eternity. Uh, he says in verse 12, For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but by inequality, that now at this time your abundance may supply their lack, that their abundance also may supply your lack, there may be equality. He says, I'm not asking you to do something so that someone, someone else in, in a church is doing well and you end up in poverty. You end up in today, we would say, not to give so much that you can't pay your bills. You give so much that now you're in debt. 
And here's what I believe, you know, is we have obeyed God. God has always provided for our needs. There's never been a scenario where we have been in debt due to lack of provision. Now, please remember, we don't give to get. I don't put in the offering plate so God gives me more. I put because, or I give to the church because God's asked me to do that, and God's taking care of us. It's obedience. But he's saying, please understand, this is not, I want you to understand the heart here. We're not trying to make you become poor in doing this. The goal is that the churches will help take care of each other. If there ever comes a time you're in need, then God will take care of you as well. Verse 15, as it is written, he who gathered much had nothing left over. He who gathered little had no lack. You know, you think really it comes down to this idea. If my ultimate goal, when he's talking about the equality there, that, you know, if we have a lot, we have a, a, a kind of an obligation to help those who don't, and that there's a balance there. But we also learn in Scripture that if our mind is all about getting, getting, gathering, um, we lose out the point, that we may end up with nothing. If, you, if your hope is about getting from this world and only getting from this world, you will learn that it ends up being empty. You might have a lot of nice things, but in true reality, it's empty. It doesn't bring fulfillment. Only fulfillment is when you're investing your time, your talents, and your treasures back into the kingdom, back into church, back into the service of Christ. And that's what really we're talking about today, back into ministering to others with our time, with our talents that God's given us, and of course we're reading this with our treasure. Please understand, there's never a desire. Preachers sometimes get nervous when they talk about money, that people are going to say, oh, that's all they think I want. God's going to take care of the ministry. God's going to take care of his kingdom. God's going to take care of us. We do this because we can be used of God. And please understand, I believe that when a church is faithful in giving, God expands the influence of that church. I believe that. He expands the opportunities of that church. He expands the, the kingdom impact of that church. Uh, and then he it blesses those participating in that. And uh, so I hope that we understand the heart of this, understand the heart, and it helps us as we move forward in, the, in doing what it is we see here. Thanks again for joining us today on this Wednesday morning, giving me a chance to be part of your day. I hope it's an encouragement. I do love teaching the Word of God and hope that this is a help as we continue to work through this book. Uh, if you have any questions or anything you'd love to um, ask, you can uh, read, you know, email me um, at the church here at Grace Baptist Church. Uh, I, th I think the information's on our website and you can look it up. Uh, you can send a question through my Facebook page, probably the easiest way to do it. Message me that way. And if there's questions you ever want us to answer, we can deal with that here in the podcast. We do appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day. Hope you have a great day and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.